So, you know, there's, there's some mistakes that we had made on the back end, but actually pretty flawless kind of execution. If the automation had not paused after 3000, these would all be revealed right now. So from the emblem side, once we do this next time for whatever, for the vault pad, we're going to be able to, to add, optimize for different things to make sure that it's just completely automated all the way through. But what an incredible experience, I have to say. The two, thing, two, two main takeaways that, that I had seen, number one in the Discord is a lot of people saying that they really enjoyed the experience of it. Because what I had realized, which I didn't think about beforehand, you know, this type of mint to where you populate all 10,000 and users get to choose the asset that they want and mint it, that is very common on Bitcoin ordinals and Doginals and Litecoin ordinals and even eScriptions, but the ETH community who had not participated in that, this was a fresh experience to them. And that was like a big aha moment where I was like, oh, wow, they haven't gone through this, this mad rush of trying to find the rares. What is the rare? Mint it, right? What else is happening on the back end, right? That anticipation is felt very similar to minting Bitcoin punks and ETH punks and stamp punks, of course, right? All the punks down the road, but we got to do something a little bit different here. And it was exciting. I really hope that people really enjoyed that experience so we could continually do different things like this. And then the number two takeaway was just how fast it went. I thought it was going to take days to maybe even weeks for this to mint out, but Turns out that different communities on different blockchains have, you know, a different criteria for what they consider cheap or cost effective. If you guys were in here for the conversation yesterday, we had posted originally the mint page mbells.xyz, which is now closed. We will reopen that just for historical purposes in a few days. We posted those in the uh, disc the emblem discord and bells discord. The bells community was like 25 for <laughs> It was like 40 bucks after mint and everything, right? 0.02 ETH to mint one of these. This is, what? what? Like they're, they're used to <laughs> used my, my inscription's costing a tenth of a penny, bro. This is yeah. outrageous. <laughs> but the ETH community, right? I had a few friends yeah. who were pretty big collectors DM me. And most of them were just like, this is so cool. This is such a cool experience. And they're like, yeah, I minted 10, right? To them, that's just like not a big deal. Yeah. And this was something internally we had debated and gone back and forth with for days. Like, is it too high? Will they buy it? Right? Is this the right method? But again, it just came out pretty cool, pretty flawlessly. Bells hit number seven, from my understanding, in the top 24 trending, which is insane. A very special Friday episode. Man, Adam, when was the last time um, we did a fourth episode of the week? Usually that is for very special occasions. Like yesterday, we just ran a four-hour show yesterday. Now we're here back at it in the morning, man. Are you feeling refreshed? you feeling exciting, man? As the Bell's Coin King, man. How does it feel to have a 2013 collection or 2013 blockchain as the number one trending collection on OpenSea? Even flipped board apes in 24 hour volume at one point. Dude, in time. It, it literally feels insane. It's it's uh it's nonsensical, which makes it the most have the most sense in crypto, man. When stuff makes no sense, uh, you get completely bullish. I think it's so it's so cool that this was like you know the thing that that showed people what we can do. Like, I mean, obviously we've had rare Pepe's forever. You could go, you could put your stuff on Ethereum, but for people to see like, oh no, we're going to be launching stuff. People are going to be able to launch entire projects into Emblem Vault. People are going to be able to move them across the different chains. I mean, it's so crazy and awesome. And I think, uh, you know, we debated it a lot. Like, should we use bells? Cause it is clunky and it's going to be hard and stuff like that. We debated that. Um, but I think it worked out awesome. Uh, and just highlights. I mean, obviously, a lot of people have no idea 
that they are, are actually receiving an inscription from the Bells blockchain, but that's okay. Like we're going to teach them and they're going to learn. And uh, I think it's complete, obviously a complete success uh, for, you know, us at, at Emblem. And I think it actually highlights Bells and I'm excited to talk some Bells with some people as well today. This was by far the the most successful product or product we've had since the eScription craze, which was back in July. So um, coming out fresh from the Emblem Legacy migration, which um, we covered in the town hall. So if those are if you're here for Embells or you're here for for Emblem Vault or or anything like that, make sure you check out the town the town hall from yesterday. That was an absolute fun one. I'm excited that we get to talk with Viva, the artist behind Embells. I know you're uh, a little preoccupied yesterday during the madness, man. But now looking at it uh, almost 24 <laughs> hours later, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, yesterday was a bit hectic. I was looking after my kids, so I was I was listening, but um, yeah, I was a bit sort of preoccupied. But it was you guys did a great job holding that down. Was it three hours? The four, a little over four hours. Yeah, Adam was. Adam had to go take four. his own kids to the school right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was amazing to see, to see it all going off and seeing it going down so well. So I'm just looking forward to it all being, I see him being revealed now and coming through and updating on OpenSea. So it's going to be great to see him all coming through. Yeah, I'll give a, I'll give a little bit of a... Uh, a synopsis of what had happened yesterday and kind of the current status of everything that's happening. Cause there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of automation that was happening. A few things that uh, didn't completely satisfy the automation had to go in and manually do a lot of this. But uh, I want to say hello to Chris GM to you, man. Um, how, do, how does it feel? First product launch on em um as an emblem team member and just absolutely crushes it. Good morning. Good morning. What a day. Uh, kind of broke the internet for a little while. These obscure 2013 uh, inscriptions on on Bell's chain. So, you know, just to reiterate what Adam said, just you know, if MM can do this on a 2013 blockchain that has no infrastructure, we can obviously do this blueprint and kind of move these assets between any chain. A more modern chain is much easier. So to showcase it on on a blockchain that has no infrastructure like Bell's chain. That was the entire idea here, and it executed 100%. So fantastic day, huge win for the team all around, huge, huge win for, for Adam and the, and the Bellscoin community. And, uh, you know, just super excited to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Viva, I would, I'd like to start off with you. And if you guys are watching the live stream, damn, a lot of, a lot of live stream watchers. So awesome to you guys. We will go over um, everything that's happened, but... Aviva, give everyone a little bit of background of, of who you are, your art, you know, some of the, the stuff that you've done, because um, I know a lot of people may not be familiar, although you have been trending upwards, like you just did a drop with the, the with the 6529's The Memes Collection, and everyone in the Bitcoin and Counterparty community is yeah. familiar, but maybe not the ETH community. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I started out um, mainly doing my artwork on Counterparty as part of the fake rare and Pepe community. And yeah, generally I was just creating there really for a few years. But prior to that, I always worked as a digital artist based in the UK, based in London, in the music industry mainly. And 
Uh, I was also, um, well, I was, graffiti art was a huge passion and part of my life. Oh, did he just get rugged? He used to employ. You got rugged for a second there, man. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh. good. yeah. What what bit did you hear? <laughs> Up to graffiti. We heard graffiti. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And one of my friends, he ran a company basically where he hired artists uh, to do big murals and things like that, big commissions. And he was really early getting into digital art and NFTs and putting your art on the blockchain. And he just rang me up one day and he was just like, you, you've got to start doing this. So I think like a lot of people who started out, I didn't quite know really where to start. I thought I could just take things that were graffiti and bring them across the things that we were doing there and bring them straight across and there'd be an audience for it. But I quickly found out it didn't really work like that and people just weren't that interested in seeing graffiti just on the blockchain just because it was there. So... It kind of took me a while to sort of find my feet. And it wasn't until I found Counterparty in the Pepe community that I sort of found where I naturally fitted in. And and memes as well. I think bringing a sense of humor to it as well. I saw a lot of that in Counterparty and Pepe in, um, that I didn't really find on some of the other projects. So, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a long journey. And then... From there, yeah, I've just tried to stay busy. I just, I generally, I create a lot of stuff, whether it's Bitcoin stamps or other projects. I'm just always busy. And I try to do a lot. There's memes about things that are happening because there's an awful lot that happens, isn't there, in, in crypto. So there's a lot to report on. So I try to do that. Yeah, I have here pulled up on the live stream. We're going through yeah. um, vivalavandal.biz, um, all of your different artworks. Some of my favorite actually is the Ponzi comics and um, just how it captures <laughs> so, so many awesome moments in time, right? Like the all the different punk mints and um, just some of the madness. Um, up until this point, it seems like you've really kind of found a home with stamps, or at least the stamps community is really you know, back to you. Um, what, why do you think that is? Yeah. And um, how important is stamps to, you know, your artistry and uh, I guess brand? Yeah, I think stamps was a natural one because a lot of the people that were doing it were from Counterparty. When it started, Arwen and the other guys, I already knew. So it seems like a natural sort of switch across. But I hadn't really done a lot of pixel art prior to that. It's not something I delved into too much. So that's really, doing stamps was a key to all of that, obviously because of the restrictions and the file size. So it's not a path I was going down before that. So it's kind of changed the direction of everything. It made me realize how much I've loved, I've loved doing that, that sort of change of course and going back to sort of scaling things back. It's been really good, and that wouldn't have happened before. But I think the whole stamps community's got a different sort of vibe to it. It's a, you know, it's a lot like fake rares and things like that with the people in there, and the people in the Telegram group are already active as well, and it's like a little family in there. So yeah, know, yeah. I, I, haven't talk, I haven't talked to you since oh, the about... oh, sorry, I cut out there. Go ahead, Adam. No, no, you're good, man. I can hear. All right, sorry. I, 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 we haven't talked since the you know six five two nine 
drop that you did. Um, and I'd love to know, and I'm sure there are artists here listening who would love to know like what that process is like, like, do they just reach out to you or how, how does that actually work doing a drop with, with punk six, five, two, nine in their collection? Yeah, they just reached out to me basically through, um, Twitter. We had a, a mutual friend who, who sort of reached out to me and said that they might be contacting me soon. And then I was, you know, I didn't know if that was definitely going to happen. And then, yeah, then they hit me up. And then it's it was a really sort of free process as in what you want to come up with ideas-wise. And then you sort of speak to their team about it. And, yeah, sort of guided that way. But with that, I wanted to do something that was definitely a sort of paying homage to Rare Pepe cards. So I wanted it to look like, one of the older rare Pepe cards as a meme card because I didn't think there was many of those in the collection. So I wanted to go in that direction, but it was fun. It was really fun. And we, you know, we were working on it for a while. And then obviously the hardest bit is having to stay quiet about it because you really want to tell me you, have to, you just have to bite your dog and you can't mention it. But no, it was a great process and I've enjoyed you know, speaking to all the team there and being in their Discord group as well. That's a really active community in there that I, again, I wasn't massively aware of. So, and I'm terrible on Discord. So that's another reason. Speaking of keeping silence, we've been sitting on the Embells collection, uh, maybe for like 45 days, maybe like six weeks. Yeah. Um, take us through, right? This is the big kind of aha. Uh, Adam and I, we had reached out to you towards the end of December um, that we wanted to do a 10K PFP for, for Bell's coin. And um, this was even before Bell scriptions had even existed or even been broke through. This was like, we were even preparing for the art for whenever this inevitability of Bell's coin ordinals, which is called Bellinals came to the chain. So first appreciate you for even taking it on, right? It was like, we're front running even the protocol even being created. Um, but what, what were your first thoughts of, hey, doing a 10K PFP on this obscure chain that was just revived, which was originally created by the, the creator of Dogecoin? Oh, what story of it? Because I was following Adam on Twitter when he was talking about the whole process and bringing it back and then seeing the momentum it was getting. So I was into the whole story of it. So I was digging that. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to be involved. It was making me laugh, though, as you say, because we were doing it before the inscription started and then the rapid pace that people were inscribing, it was like one million. You look a day later, what, two, three, ten. It was just moving at a crazy pace. I think that's why I said, are we going to make it as a sub 100 million collection? <laughs> <laughs> we did make it as a sub, sub 100 million. So, yes, we are sub 100 million. <laughs> Success. We've scraped it. We got in there. But yeah, but um, yeah, no, I like the whole story of bringing it back, and I thought it was something cool to be involved in. So, yeah, I was sold on it. And so, yeah, for those that aren't familiar with just Bitcoin ordinals or just inscription ecosystems, um, the the lower the number, which is just kind of like a human psychology thing, is usually the better. But on things like Bitcoin ordinals, um, and on Bitcoin, to inscribe is you know very expensive. You could. Paying for one single image could cost you anywhere from fifty to five hundred dollars, depending on the fees. 
Whereas here on Bell's coin, right, it was similar. It was created in a very similar fashion to Dogecoin because it's from the same founder, where it's cheap fees. So once Graham Bell's, who was the uh, who created Bellscribe, who is our uh, inscription partner on this, which we'll cover here in a second, um, after he cracked the code, essentially there was a million inscriptions within like a day, and we're like, yeah. well, that went fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically Graham you know, has all the early inscriptions and maybe then some other devs, uh, one or two other devs who were kind of in the discord and could figure it out. They maybe got maybe some sub 5k, 10k, uh, stuff. The guys who were like gigas, giga brains who can figure that stuff out. They got some early stuff, but basically no, you know, normal people got anything kind of sub million or anything like that. Certainly there was no inscription tool till we were into, I don't even know, 10 million or 5 million. It was, yeah. Those early, early, I mean, other than Graham's collection of, of the rocks, there's basically nothing. There's nothing. It's a, there, there is nothing from a like regular person, early inscription mode, like did not happen. No, no reg, regular peeps got early inscriptions. And so when, once we, you know, figured that out, it was, it was very apparent within the first few days. We're like, all right, this is not, we're not going to be able to get anything sub 1 million that will have any type of foundational value. So at this point, then let's start focusing on building the experience of it. There was a, a decision made, and this was, um, there was multiple from the emblem side. Um, we had created a Bitcoin inscription to vault tool for a Bitcoin inscription company um, over the summer and they never used it. So we had had it sitting around and we said, Hey, we should be able to apply this to to Bell's coin. And we had to create basically a whole new delivery method from emblem. So it took us about two weeks to develop this cross chain launch pad, which we're calling the vault pad to really do this. So this is a brand new technology out of emblem vault. And so we then realized, okay, if we're creating this, then we need to have, we need to partner with, um, an inscription service, which is, which is bell scribe. We need an artist and then we need a front end developer because we want to bring the uh, first is first um, inscription style mint, which is what happens on Bitcoin, right? Like if you're there for Bitcoin punks, or if you've ever minted any BRC20s, it's like a mad rush, right? To go select what you want to do. So we had, so from the emblem side, we had to go around and, and pair this all together. And that's where we had the three additional partners to help pull it together. But when we approached Viva, Right. First, we thought what artist would be perfect for, you know, a 10K PFP. And we've had a close relationship with Viva and the, the Rare Pepe community for such a long time. We were like, oh, Viva would be perfect for this as, you know, this kind of he understands memetics to a very high degree. And uh, we felt like he'd really crush it, especially as, you know, an emerging like in favorite pixel artist. So to Viva, take us through your thought of once we approached you. Um, and we really gave Viva just open creativity, said, hey, do whatever you feel is best. And also, I want to note, some people and I might not be familiar, but Bell's coin is actually modeled off after Animal Crossing. So Billy Marcus had said that his original vision for Bell's coin was to create digital assets for Animal Crossing. And so I just wanted to to add that context. Um, and so Viva, God. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, when yours first... Um contacted i just sat and did some sketches really trying to think of some rough ideas of what to base it on and what i could make a character out of so it was just taking the bell's coin logo 
flipping it over and then seeing what sort of face I could make out of it. Actually, I'll tweet, because I've still got all the original sketches I was doing of different characters for it. And then from there, taking them in and seeing what would work in a pixel format to try and make it and just try and capture it so it looked, you know, so you can get expressions in there and you can get it to look likable, cute, and collectible as well. So, and there, from once I sort of had the base layers down and then going through and trying to work in as many different assets that were fun as well, and trying not to repeat other assets that have been done before that you've seen a thousand times. So I'm just trying to keep it looking fun as well, which I think he was. I think he's a unique little character. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the traits and um, kind of what, what are the, the rarities? Because obviously right now, um, a few of them are being revealed at this moment, which we'll discuss that um, right after this conversation. But for those apes that are in the oh, wait, crowd, wait, wait. is this the alpha time? Is he going to give us alpha here on on which is the rare traits? What are the what are the rare traits, or what would you value as the the rare traits? Because again, I'll go into why there isn't any metadata after this. But yeah, give us give us uh, give us the the four one one on it. Sure. Well, I've actually just got to open it up to check it. Well. Uh, <laughs> But the rarest, well, there's a few, there's a few of the visors. The multicolored visor is one of the rarer ones. Let me open it up. Here we go. And um, so here, I'll give you a second. Wait, let me get on OpenSea first. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull up OpenSea here on the live stream. But what I want to know as well is, so if you, um, and so this is alpha, so everyone could kind of sit on the page, I guess. Um, if you go to uh, the embells and sort by oldest, um, the first 2000 or first 2500 ish, um, the assets have been delivered to those vaults, so they may be revealing. Or if you own, if you inscribed or minted in the first 2000 to 3000 range, if you go to your vault and hit refresh, it will reveal. Um, and then the remaining uh, 7000 or so, um, have been delivered to to Graham and um I will I'll explain that first or I'll explain that right after uh Viva tells us what are the rare ones and um I'll discuss like the delivery and stuff after that. Yeah sure um so yeah the ones well I don't want to tell people what to look out for <laughs> but um <laughs> but let's just say the rocket pack is quite a rare one you see that guy on there mm -hmm. and the um laser eyes doge eyes so eye patch is also quite a rare one and the bugs bunny the bunny mouth as well and also there's a watch out for some of them were designed to be a whole set so like there's the superhero one mm. And the rocket guy as well. There's a few of them that when you see them together, and the Jamaican guy as well, the camo one. Um, there's ones that when they're put together, are like the whole set. So, which will be obvious when you see them together as well. So yeah, there's a few to look out for. And actually, a handful of them have been revealed already. Um, as I'm sitting here scrolling through. So awesome to give us a little bit of alpha. So now I'll kind of go through the context of everything that's happened, right? So here, hold on, let me stop sharing this. And then I'll, I'll come back to the OpenSea page. 
So yesterday, as you know, we were having the the show, um, the the town hall, and it was minting. When we first started the the town hall, I think there was four hundred, or maybe three hundred that had been minted. By the time we had got to the Mbell section, there was seventeen hundred that had been minted, and then almost by the end of the show. Um, or by the end of the town hall presentation, there was 5,000 that had been minted. So we decided to keep the show open and just continue until it was minted out. And essentially it got to 9,000, um, before it was minted out or before when we closed down the show. And there was a point where, right. We had three different teams, uh, behind the scenes in the conversation, right. The front end developer, the emblem developer and Viva and the bell scriber. So four teams. And the team, we had never allo- we hadn't allocated anything to us. We had minted a few each in terms of testing, but we hadn't done it then because we weren't expecting it to mint out during the entire show. Of course, that's how crypto always works. It always goes the opposite direction of, of what your expectations <laughs> are. And uh, so we so at the nine thousand mark, we had noticed that um, the system was hitting or the server was getting close to rate limited, and Cloudflare was also telling us that we we're getting near the um the the highest levels of the server to where there was it wasn't optimizing for speed so because of that we were like okay well we have to cut this we're going to cut this off at some point because we noticed some of the vault creations were lagging behind by uh, like a minute or so but there was no duplicate mints which was which is obviously the the most important thing there from a security perspective but we weren't sure how far behind the vault creation was lagging so we shut the website off around the 91, I think 9161 mark. And then it turns out there was another 150 or so to 200 that were the lagging behind. So that's ultimately after the website was cut down, it was shut off at, it ended up being around 9290. So 107, 710 left. And so we were talking with the community and the discord and it was like, okay, do we, try to repair or do we wait and then reopen this mint for 400 mints or do we just cut it off and tell everyone now this is secondary so that there's some certainty behind it. And so ultimately we decided in the community as well, suggested for us to just cut it off with 7% of the supply going to the four teams who, who had built this together between Viva emblem team, uh, Dimitri who's the front end and then Graham bells. Who's the person who's running the inscription service. So after we made that decision, um, we looked through and we had noticed that uh, about 3,000 of them, the first 3,000 had been delivered and through the automation. And then we had noticed that the automation had stopped and um, the rest of the 6,000 had not, or 7,000, the bell, the images had not been inscribed yet. And what we had noticed was that because of the speed of everything that was happening so fast, the automation itself um, disconfigured. And so what we had been doing over the last, I guess, 12 hours or so, maybe maybe 16 hours or so, the, on the emblem side, we had to basically rerun our backend to pair the vaults with all of the inscription IDs and the assets. And so that took our whole our system 12 hours to do to start assigning that. And so then we had to verify to make sure that the wallet address pairs with the vault, which pairs with the asset. And once we got that, we confirmed it with the meme tree who was running the front end. And so once we had those two confirmations, we just sent it to Graham Bells today, the remaining 7,000, or I guess it would be around 6,000 for him to now inscribe and send them to the vault. 
he lives overseas. I do not believe he's awake or maybe he has a job or something. Um, so he'll be, it seems like he'll be awake maybe in like eight hours or so. He told us that once he's awake and he has that information, which we just passed to him, he will inscribe all of them and send them um, with the highest fee. And so once he is awake, he said, he and it starts inscribing, they should be delivered in about an hour. And how Emblem Vaults work is that since this is a Bell's Coin asset, right, that's getting sent into a vault, Emblem Vaults are actually dynamic. So once the vault receives the asset, uh, all you have to do is hit refresh and the metadata, which means the title, the description, and the image will auto-update to the asset that is deposited inside of the vault. So this is where when you go on OpenSea and you see right now, the ones that are revealed were those original, were those first 3,000 um, that were minted. And um, at, again, at some point, there was the, the, the automation disconfigured. And so we had to spend the last 12 to 16 hours making sure and verifying all the backends, sent it to Graham. And so now that's the process. Once Graham runs bellscribe.io, receives that and wakes up, he's going to inscribe all and send. He, fortunately, he's a dev, so he could do this literally all in one transaction. And so theoretically, they should all be sent and revealed by the end of today. I guess that is the alpha. I know it's a lot to say the least, but all those faults <laughs> that exist there, they all will be receiving one um, once Graham wakes up or, or gets off work, whatever, whatever he's doing. And, and the Bell blockchain processes them right that's that's the one thing like he can send them in but let's hope that the bells blockchain you know still works <laughs> you know but it could be a few hours like we know even though he's sending it in high gas it could take you know six eight hours depending on the blockchain like never overestimate how fast or how slow bells can go like it can go slow so we'll see hope i i would assume by the end of day today these should all populate. I mean, I, I think he's going to send them in with max gas. So, you know, I'm hopeful these all reveal uh, today. That'd be awesome. Yep. So, you know, there's there's some mistakes that we had made on the back end, but actually pretty flawless kind of execution. Um, if the automation had not paused after 3000, these would all be revealed right now. So um, from the emblem side, once we do this next time for whatever, for the vault pad, um, we're going to be able to to add, optimize for different things to make sure that it's just completely automated all the way through. But what an incredible experience, I have to say. The two thing, two two main takeaways that that I had um, seen. Number one in the Discord is a lot of people saying that they really enjoyed the experience of it. Because uh, what I had realized, which I didn't think about beforehand, you know, this type of mint to where you populate all ten thousand and users get to choose the asset that they want and mint it. That is very common on Bitcoin ordinals and doginals and Litecoin ordinals and even ethscriptions. But the the ETH community who had not participated in that, this was a fret, this was a fresh experience to them. And that was that was like a big aha moment where I was like, oh wow, they haven't gone through this this mad rush of trying to find the rares. What is the rare? Mint it, right? What else is happening on the back end? Right. That 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 anticipation is felt very similar to minting. Bitcoin punks and ETH punks and stamp punks, of course, right? That's all the, all the punks down the road. But we got to do something a little bit different here. And um, it was exciting. I really hope that people really enjoyed that experience. Um, so we could continually do different things like this. Um, and then the number two takeaway was just how fast it went. That was I thought it was going to take days to maybe even weeks for this to mint out. But 
turns out that uh, different communities on different blockchains have, um, you know, a different criteria for what they consider cheap or cost effective. Uh, if you if you guys were here for the conversation yesterday, we had posted originally the mint page mbells.xyz, which is now closed. We will reopen that just for historical purposes um, in in a few days. We posted those in the uh, disc the emblem Discord and Bell's Discord. The Bell's community was like 25 for, <laughs> it was like 40 bucks after mint and everything, right? 0.02 ETH to mint one of these. This is, what? what? Like they're, they're used to I'm used to my, my inscriptions costing a 10th of a penny, bro. This is yeah. outrageous. <laughs> but the ETH community, right? I had a few friends who were pretty big collectors DM me. And most of them were just like, this is so cool. This is such a cool experience. And they're like, yeah, I minted 10, right? To them, that's just like not a big deal. Yeah. And um, this was something internally we had debated and gone back and forth with for for days. Like, is it too high? Will they buy it? Right? Is 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 this the right method? But again, it just came out pretty cool, pretty flawlessly. It hit number bells hit number seven from my understanding in the top twenty four trending, which is insane. Flipboard apes at one point, you know, bells coin. And uh, one final caveat to this is throughout the spaces and. I still probably up to this point, a lot of people still have no idea that there's a, a bell scription or a bellinals inside of this vault. A lot of people are, keep saying, you know, when reveal. So they're thinking <laughs> this is like a PFP traditional mint where like the metadata, right? Where like on an ETH NFT, the metadata is on IPFS. You just change whatever the data is on IPFS. Yep. But here the, the reveal is the vault receiving an asset from another blockchain. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. And, you know, I'm glad that, 2,214 people are now introduced to Emblem Vault and also introduced to, to Bell's Coin and Bellinals. And once uh, the cool part here is once you know the Bell's Coin infrastructure improves, whether that's six months or 12 months down the road, users will then also go through the experience of unvaulting the asset and taking it to Bell's Coin to trade natively in the future, which will be another experience for them of getting people familiarized you know, with the with the possibilities of what cross-chain products and tools can really, really offer. So those are some- Or maybe they just jump it to Solana and uh, it becomes, you know, go trade it on Solana. I mean, this is what, you know, we talked touched on yesterday on the show was that, you know, we're going to use MBELS as like the testing ground. And so when we do launch on Solana and, you know, we're going to have the MBELS collection there, you're going to be able to bring it over there. I think that's pretty awesome. It it is kind of hilarious to me, you know, that we did allow. Look, if you were in the emblem or in the uh, bells community on Discord or on Emblem Vault, right, you had ninety minutes to mint these before you know we posted it on Twitter, right? And uh, you know, it's funny to go back and look at those comments, like what, <laughs> you know, twenty dollars in gas, you know, and it's like, um, you know, but that's the way. You know, that's the way people are, right? You you do get, you know, we I received, you know, personally some blowback, like, man, why didn't you do this on Solana? You know, where I didn't have to pay any gas, you know. All good points, right? Understood, totally get it. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, there are vast differences in what people are willing to spend given, you know, given the inf in given the infrastructure and what chain you're on, right? If if we if we launch these on ordinals, you know, people on ordinals are used to spending a hundred bucks. Like it's like nothing, right? So um that's the interesting thing about 
cross-chain and going cross-chain is that you can access these different ecosystems. Um, go ahead, Dogfather. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. GMGM. Yeah, huge props to the Emblem Vault team. So I also thought, like Jake was mentioning, that this takes a few days and I can, you know, do that really tranquilo this weekend. <laughs> and then this was mentioned out so quickly, you know, while I was sleeping more or less. So yeah, uh, congrats. And I think this is the this is the best marketing you can have for Emblem Vault. I mean, being, you know, on the top spots on on the on the leaderboard, people talk about, you know, the the, the company, about the technology. I mean, love to see that. Uh, and I mean, you you were grinding so hard during the bear market. I mean, you you deserve that um, a lot. So I mean, really um yeah the, this this really hit the right people great i mean looking forward to to what 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 you're what you're cooking next time with this you know maybe on solana maybe maybe the, the first time i do something on solana <laughs> yeah man yeah. yeah i'm excited yeah for those that, that have asked like why not on solana because emblems just not deployed on solana yet it's one of our priorities is deploying on bitcoin ordinals and deploying on solana it's a uh, Deploying, taking Emblem, it's been deployed on Ethereum, it's deployed on Polygon and DNB, but taking the entire Emblem infrastructure and applying it to a new chain, there's a lot of nuances to it because every chain is, a lot of them are written in different code, right? Like, uh, I think uh, Bitcoin is written in, was it C, C++ or C something, and um, Solana is written in, in Rust. And although for Emblem, there is, you know, it, it's a little bit more of a simple process. We still have to go into the ecosystems and understand um, the different things that a vault is created created of, right? Like, uh, how are the keys encrypted? Um, how do you deploy a smart contract? On Bitcoin, there is no smart contract, right? So now you have to use DLCs, right? Then you got to use parent-child inscriptions. You got to use recursion, right? That's just for Bitcoin. And then on Solana, it's like, for me, it's underexplored. So I'm going to have to lean on Chris a little bit of like what what to do there but our priorities are bitcoin ordinals deploying on on uh on solana and then all of the ethereum l2s right blast because blurry is going to be playing there i'm assuming most people who are going to want to take their bitcoin nfts are going to want to go to blast right like if you already have you know five figures plus six figures in value on bitcoin why not go take it to blast to where you can also earn blast token right it's just there's no point of going and taking or going and buying new assets to take into the ecosystem when you already have value on another chain, right? So that's kind of how we're thinking about this. I um, mean, we're getting there, right? There's a few like main tools that Emblem has to deploy before we start going to these other chains, like a bulk mint tool, right? Like how nice would have it been if during this minting experience, you could have just clicked and minted, clicked on 10 different, you know, vaults and just minted them all in one transaction, right? Or on the other side, when you're unlocking these vaults, being able to to do that all in one transaction, right? So that's kind of like one of the next big products for us. Um, but this is just, yeah, it's it's very very exciting times, and uh, couldn't be more honored to do it, do this project with Viva. Um, I would like to ask you, Viva, when roadmap, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, do you have any do you have any any plans for it how are you how are you treating this right of course there's no roadmap right this is a test product we did this with viva but from the emblem side right a lot of people are asking when utility if taking a bell's <laughs> coin asset and being able to access the entire ethereum ecosystem is not utility i'm not sure really what is to be honest 
Um, but again, as we deploy on all these other chains, Mbells and Maripapes will be the first ones through the door. So we're treating it as that. And as Emblem, if you listen to our town hall meeting uh, yesterday, um, as Emblem's infrastructure grows, as next month we launch Emblem Markets and a new front end, right? And once we start getting into a more mature Emblem ecosystem, and then we start ex um, experimenting and deciding and finalizing what's the tokenomic model, right? We're going to work on packaging uh, Embells into that in some capacity. What it actually means, still largely undetermined because there's still a few obstacles and things that we have to uh, to match. But as we said this yesterday, right? Koval is the fungible token, eco fungible token of the Emblem ecosystem. And the way we're viewing things is, right, tokens are used to for incentives and for rewards. And we need to have a very, you know, fortified emblem infrastructure before we do move into, you know, these reward rewards points, whatever it is. And um, how embells will package into that is still to be determined. But we are going to be um, leading with with embells um, for for some capacity. So um, I would like to note that there, uh, and we'll call on uh, Crypto King, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, I've been exposed to Emblem Vault for a while. I looked up my OpenSea. First Emblem Vault vault I ever had was December 20th. I'm sorry, December uh, 13th, 2020. So Ooh, yesterday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so yesterday, whenever I saw, because I was at work and somebody had emailed me the link and I was like, wait, what? This is Emblem? Like, okay, I got to be part of this experience. And it was a wonderful experience. Great art. Congratulations to Viva. Definitely 100%. And that's what I'm excited about. Because to see since December of 2020, uh, being exposed to Emblem and all the way till now, just it's, it's exciting. And I'm excited, like for the utility for me is to learn all the different things that can happen with not only emblem, but with the bell side and everything. So, yeah, I'm excited. It was a wonderful experience. Great art. Uh, I love the way that uh, it's kind of like as they're revealing, you can see them stacked up next to each other. So, yeah, I think it was a success. And I look forward uh, to being not only in the Discord, but just learning, you know, where it goes from this point on as far as technology wise, you know, like all the different things emblem can do and everyone else so yeah thanks for having me up and congrats to everyone that was part of this experience oh, man, I, I really do appreciate that that's uh, one thing that we at emblem look forward to right being on the frontier of innovation and creating these new type of products and experiences there's no there's no blueprint for this there's no roadmap and so everyone comes in with different types of um, visions right uh, for yourself and for me right i just like exploring the blockchain and seeing what's actually possible right this type of cross-chain experience um, there's only a handful of teams that are really even trying to do something because it is so difficult, right? Like Magic Eden's really leaned into this recently. Um, you have Layer Zero who started to get some traction and I think like Wormhole and a few other ones. Um, but right, everyone has kind of a different approach to it. And of course, everyone wants to make money, right? That's always the the incentive, I think, at the foundation of a lot of it. But for others, we want other we want other experiences, right? We want to be able to to um, utilize or access different ecosystems and really kind of open up that creativity. So, I was most excited, right, that we just get two thousand people into the Emblem ecosystem to to go through that experience for the first time, 
um, and eventually, right, then go to these other chains and start thinking about how you can build in this type of capacity. And right, Viva the Artist has already been doing this um, for a little while, dabbling in different types of protocols. So that's why it's such a good fit is understanding that, you know, culture can be exported and move across different chains, but where it's culminated um, is also kind of really important as well. Yeah, and one thing I'll say is like uh, you you were saying like, uh, you know, some people want to make money, but the more you understand the technology, the more likely you are, especially as a creator, going to make money because not only can you explain it to others, which is great for your community, but then also you know kind of the options of what you can do within your own creations, you know? And so, yeah, the more I learn, the more I think I'll be exposed to an opportunity where if not money at least uh information which is another form of wealth you know like can be given you know that's i couldn't I couldn't have said it any better it's exactly the right mentality um i mean for us to even do this we were exposed to uh, emblem was exposed to bitcoin ordinals before even mainnet and so we came up with the inscription to vault tool over the summer but it sat there for a while. And then as we were exposed to Bell's coin, we we're like, hey, this tool could be applied to Bell's coin. And then, oh, we know, um, we already know a multi-chain artist. Oh, that would be great. Oh, we, we see this guy who's building an inscription tool. Oh, we've seen this playbook before. Let's package it all together and do this. And it's exactly what happened. It's called overnight success, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> lucky, as they'd say in the business. You're just lucky, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. Viva. Um, do you have any, um, or, or how are you looking at MBILs moving forward? Obviously, right, no roadmap, but there is some utility. Um, right now, you're you're an artist of a 10K, but right, you're not the sole person, right? It's also, there's many other collaborators and and um, contributors that were, that were on the project. So how are you looking at it moving forward? Yeah, well, I've actually got a few pieces that I'm working on that um, involve the MBILs. So, I was going to talk, um, we discuss with you guys the best way of opening it up to people, maybe as a claim I was thinking for holders as a free claim, but yeah, there's like a comic book style front cover that I've done for MBELS, which I started drawing when we started creating all of these. So I've got a few things that I was going to put out there that um, people can claim if they're holders. So we'll just discuss what the, the best way is to do that, and I'll, I'll post it up or put it in the Discord. But, yeah, there's definitely other things I've got planned with them. Ooh, I love that. That's a little bit of an alpha drop right there. And the cool thing is that these are, right, the the Bell assets are in, uh, in ETH vault, so there's a lot easier, or there's a lot more mature token claim options on Ethereum than the non-existent ones that, exist, that are on, on kind of Bell's coin. But uh, Viva too, for everyone that's listening, like what's the best way to to get involved with you? Do you have a Discord, a Telegram group, or where where does like your community hang out at? Yeah, mainly in the Bitcoin Stamps Telegram group. You can always find me in there. And I've also got uh, my own Telegram group, um, a Viva one, because I have a SRC20 token that um, allows airdrops for my Bitcoin stamps. So I've been building a little community there. But um, yeah, stamps, anything stamp related is best where to find me normally. That's normally where I'm hanging out. Exciting. Adam, what are you thinking, man? How, how are you now that the, 
you know, the collection's been minted out and the deliverables will be later today. Um, what type of impact do you think this has on the Bells coin community? You know, I think it's, it's, it's really good for bells. Like obviously for bells, the, the thing is just getting the word out. Like that, that's the hard thing, right? Which is just telling people what's going on with this ridiculous meme coin chain. Like how stupid this is. Like it's hard to, to do anything other than just shit on it. Right? Like how dumb this is. This is the dumbest. It's literally the dumbest blockchain on earth right now. And I think that's important to get out. And I think so Mbells gives this like unique opportunity to be like, look, this is the dumbest chain. And here's the first thing that comes out of it, which was really kind of impactful. It's just like, look, we did inscriptions. You guys know what inscriptions are in ordinals, but we did inscriptions on the dumbest chain. And now we move those onto <laughs> Ethereum. Like this is fully redacted. And leaning into that to tell the story and get people interested, like, wait a minute, what's happening? How is this possible? What are you guys doing? This is so stupid. Uh, I think that's actually really, really awesome. Like, that is the stuff that gets people excited. Like, oh, my God, what's going on with Bells? Why? Is bells? What? And once they actually learn about, oh, my God, you can actually inscribe on Bells for literally pennies. Um oh, then it becomes something maybe interesting. Maybe I do want to do a drop on bells, you know? And that kind of then builds a community around it. I think, you know, we saw that with stamps and stamps had the advantage of, you know, artists who were already on Counterparty and they saw the tech and they were like, we love this tech. We're going to dive in deep. And it just created this really strong, really, really strong core of artists and developers around it. And I think... Bells actually already has this really strong core of developers. Um, but to help bring in some artists and people who want to build some cool stuff on top of it, um, I think is kind of the next step for Bells. And if that happens, if you build a core like they did with, were able to do with stamps, uh, then who knows what happens? Like, I think Mike, Mike in space, you know, the, the stamps creator would be tell you the first thing, like he can't believe that stamps is mentioned in the same breath as ordinals. Like that is a surprise. It's a surprise to me. It's probably a surprise to Viva. Like that it actually grew like that where stamps is like mentioned on Coindesk and on TV and stuff. Like, it was on Binance yesterday. Yeah, like it's literally like what? Complete surprise. But the, that surprise is only because there's literally a handful of people who kept pressing, kept doing interesting things, kept putting out, you know, content around it. And, you know, that's really what Bells needs. And I think we have the dev side pretty solid, but, you know, getting creators interested on launching stuff there, that's the, uh, that's kind of the next step for Bells. It is, uh, it's interesting. I mean, if you look over at, at Dogecoin and Dogenals, it was going through the same process about a year ago when it was created in February, where there was interested developers who came in, right? And that's kind of where Bells is now. And then it took five, six, seven months for a community form around. And now, now Dogenals is kind of in the stage where you're starting to see ETH projects start to do drops over there. Uh, Crypto Schools from 2019 ETH project just did a drop. Uh, the Doge Pound, which was like a, a popular 2021 ETH NFT collection, is going to do a drop. And if you look even you know further into 
I guess the future, or if you look at Bitcoin ordinals, which started it all, right? The amount of ETH NFT artists or ETH and even Solana artists who are moving over and doing collections, doing drops, right? Like, uh, like Coldy's done a drop. And I think there's like a thank you X and a bunch of these big artists are coming over some of the collections, right? D gods and Oni one force and okay bears. They're all doing their own companion drops. And you can see bells coin would probably have a similar trajectory. It's just about probably a year behind where Bitcoin ordinals are okay. maybe seven, eight months behind where Doginals is. Yeah. And I mean, look, let's be clear. It may stay behind, right? It has to have individuals who do interesting things that grab attention. Like it has to. And, uh, you know, I think that's what emblem, what we did here, which was provide this like interesting thing that brought attention to bells. And I think, you know, that can't be discounted. And, and obviously most people who are seeing this trend on OpenSea have zero clue that it's bells that bells is even a blockchain they don't know but you know what they land on that page on OpenSea. they read the sentence and they're like what the heck is bells blockchain right and so this is the way movements start you know they start with a couple people doing something interesting and you know who knows maybe in a decade you know we're we're speaking about bells blockchain as look at this ridiculous thing that was started you know by billy marcus back in you know, 2013, it got revived and all of a sudden it's something again. Like who could have ever thought, like, who knows? Um, but we have that opportunity. That's what the amazing thing about crypto is we get to decide and, you know, and we can build stuff and make art and do meme coins and whatever. And, you know, the winners win. And sometimes the craziest stories win long-term and, uh, so yeah, it's fun to be a part of and just like <laughs> making it happen, man. It's amazing. I don't think we went over this, but what was Billy Marcus's take on Bellinals being or Bell's coin being revived? I know he did pop into the Discord, but has he had any commentary? And what is what his thoughts? He, he was like uh, it, the first one, which was which kind of got my attention, um, was just like I it, it was me. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like I'm glad people are interested in this now because back in 2013 nobody gave a shit <laughs> you know, it was literally like everybody thought it was tremendously stupid in 2013 um obviously the traction that happened from my first post after you know relaunching it um got so much attention you know when he did it in 2013 it was you know three people on the post being like this is stupid you know so um, I think in that way, you look, when you get to a certain age, uh, you're interested in your legacy and, you know, Dogecoin, hopefully Bell's coin, Dogecoin certainly is going to outlive Billy Marcus. Right. And he's, he's tied to that forever and he may not like it. Right. If you know, Billy, he's not, he's not, he got <laughs> basically driven out of crypto. Uh, if you guys know the story at all, but you know, he's had some bad experiences with crypto and, um, but I think in some ways he recognizes that this is kind of his legacy. And so I think in some small part of him was like, oh, wow, this is kind of nice. Um, but he would never say that. Uh, he'll shit on it. So, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't read his mind. But he was very, 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 very cool. He came in the Discord. He answered questions for like two hours. He was super awesome. I have nothing but respect for the dude. He helped me personally connect with devs who were going to help keep the chain running. So, I mean, nothing but love for him. Um, he's awesome, dude.
got the Doge Fathers, um, not the Doge Father on our stage right now, <laughs> but the 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 OG Doge Father and yeah. got his blessing. Although he doesn't want to be associated. He I do see him comment sometimes and say, Yes, this is revived, but I have no active involvement in it. But okay. I did create okay. the original version of it, which which is I guess it's like a half sign off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's that. I'm, I'm not implying there's any sign off at all. Like he would tell you everything in crypto. I mean, he's had so many negative experiences and obviously people tag him on literally. I mean, he gets tagged every day, probably hundreds of times a day. Um, you know, even in our discord, half the discord in bells is like, when's Billy going to pump this up? It's like, bro, he's not pumping anything. Stop it. You know, um, I mean, there's this story about Billy selling all his Dogecoin, like just to get out of Dogecoin and using that money. To, like he sold it for like whatever, 12 grand so he could buy a, a used Honda Civic or something like that. There's like, you know, basically he got driven out of crypto by people like, when are you going to pump this token? What the fuck? You know, and so he's completely out of crypto. Um, but we keep pulling him back in, you know, and so this is part of his legacy. He was super early. He launched some shit that people like, dude, he's the father of fucking meme coins, man. And so, or the godfather, I guess you'd say of meme coins. And so he's always tied to this shit, man. This is, he, he can't escape it, man. What's up, Dogfather? As an original 2014 Dogecoin community member, uh, what's your take on it? Yeah, that's super interesting. At the end, I think it's a love-hate relationship. I mean, he wouldn't be like such an influential person on Twitter and social media in general, if he were not kind of the inventor of these of these chains, right? I mean, I don't know how many millions follow, how many million followers he has, but um, so so in the kind he benefits, but at the same time, I think this regret. I mean, imagine being him. This regret, man, that's so massive. That's so <laughs> Dude, they did the calculations. I've seen the calculations. It's like multiple billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all fumbled something and have, you know, small regrets. But I mean, this is like just a tiny fraction. So I mean, we we need to understand this this, this dude. And so it, it's really cool that he at least uh, doesn't shit on 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 the bells, you know. So that's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm completely with you, Adam. I mean, this is uh, an amazing dude even though he may not like uh, support Dogecoin anymore. But I mean, he, he's the founder. If you're the father, at some point in time, you can't control your kids, but they're still your kids, you know? They will always be your kids, um, even if you don't profit from them or, you know, in, in such a way. Uh, but still, they're your kids, and in, in some way, you, you're still attached to them. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Also, I want to note, uh, I saw somebody asking about this. Uh, we will be adding traits to the Embells collection. So basically how, the, how that's going to work is once all of the um, assets have been inscribed um, and sent and delivered, then we're able to take the inscription ID, the, I guess you call it Bellscription ID, and pair it to the vaults and the assets. And then we take the traits that are provided by Viva, and then we put it into a nice JSON file. We upload it. And then boom, you got traits and you can filter by it. But we cannot uh, put that out until all of them have been delivered. And if you're just joining this now, uh, we have, uh, or the the inscription service has received all the remaining 6,000 or so um, IDs and vaults. And so once he wakes up, he's going to inscribe them and send them. And so uh, in theory, by later today, I'm in, I'm in America, I'm in Vegas. Um, so in theory, maybe by in next 12 hours or so, um, hopefully they will all be 
delivered or at least will be underway so that it should be done um, hopefully with it all within the next 24 hours and then we'll get the traits up and once we get the traits up and then voila you're there you can uh do whatever you want with it um speculate on the rares join the community and um you can also unvault it at any point in time that you would like um if you want to trade the assets natively the only native marketplace for Bellinals is on Ordinal's wallet. So if you type in, I think it's like bells.ordinalwallet.com, you could go. But again, remember that if you're trading these natively, you're now um, privy to the transaction model of a utensil <laughs> blockchain of Bell's coin. Whereas, right, if they're vaulted on Ethereum, you're now abiding by Ethereum's rules and not Bell and not Bell's coin rules. So if you'd want to trade them natively, you have to go through the whole mempool. <laughs> I would even recommend, hey, if you're just if you're somebody like a Crypto King and you just like to experiment with technology, hey, go unvault it, go go through the process, you know, learn the frustrations, learn how UTXO model works, and then you can revault it at any point in time that you want. You could go back and forth as much as you want. You can, guys, don't do that. <laughs> it's like come in, come in the Bell's Discord first and experience the pain. Uh, <laughs> of, uh, of waiting for your your stuff to clear on Ordinal's wallet for five days. Um, so yeah, uh, I, <laughs> maybe wait a little bit for the blockchain to upgrade to, uh, you know, merge mining or something like that. Uh, before you do that, come in the bells discord, a, a quick note on that for those that maybe yeah. didn't hear yesterday about, um, the, the, uh, the upgrades that are happening in the near term. Yeah. So basically the devs are working behind the scenes to, um, basically make do incorporate merge mining for the Bells blockchain, and that'll allow uh, more miners to mine the chain consistently, which will kind of do away with this pausing of the blockchain where, where basically miners can't solve the, the, the chain and so and not produce blocks. And so th this will basically smooth that out. Along with that, um, probably going to get SegWit support, um, probably going to get um, this functionality, which basically allows for the hash rate difficulty to adjust on a block by block basis, rather than once every few days, um, all these things will make the, the chain run many, many, many times smoother. I mean, bells is supposed to be like Doge. It's supposed to be, you know, a block a minute, um, which obviously has not been happening. So, you know, those <laughs> yeah. kind of upgrades, I mean, look within a week or two, this may actually happen within a week or two, which will make bells infinitely better. And it currently is. Um, so I would wait to do anything like that. Anybody who's used Ordinal's wallet, I've used it. Like it is a UTXO based system on a really clunky blockchain right now. I mean, it is hours or days to get stuff to go through. So um, yeah, I would hold off a little bit before you unvault your uh, bells. But hey, it's yours. You can do whatever you want with it. Right. Just just knowing though, you could go back and forth, right? If you if you want to call. If you think Adam's an, an ape and you want to go and think that you're better than the blockchain and you at least just experiment, just know that there are some very large delays. I mean, I tried to inscribe, um, I was using Ordinal's wallet and I was inscribing Nook and to do four different transactions took me like almost the entire day to go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easier now. I do still go on on Ordinal's wallet to buy Nook because I found like, oh, it's it's not really worth my time to inscribe. I'll just go on there and I'll buy you know, but I realized I click that buy button, close my laptop, man, because it's going to be hours before that, that stuff is like comes into my wallet. You know what I mean? Um, go ahead, Dogfather. 
Adam, that, that's not allowed. No, no buying of nukes. So, so we're only meeting. We have we have a challenge going. Um, we have a challenge ongoing. I'm I'm almost at two trillion nuke sales. You're at two trillion. No, nice, nice. no buying, man. No buying. <laughs> so you need to have a separate list for that. We just we're just counting the self. You know, painfully self-inscribed uh, nuke. Um, the, the the paid ones you put on on on, on a different you know row. Um, they don't count. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun experience though, when you say the least. It looks like uh, I pulled up here the OpenZ page. So we are at 225 ETH in total volume, um, 2,215 owners, 24% unique. And um, yeah, it looks like there's a bunch of ETH bids. So a bunch of people are exiting stage left currently. Um, some people are being revealed, but again, you could probably buy these. Non-revealed ones, if you like to to speculate, but still a strong amount of sales, to say the least. Also, for those that are just new, if you see on here, if you're watching the live stream, it says inscribing and some say placeholder. Uh, the placeholder is just uh, OpenSea um, not rendering it complete, but as long as there's a vault here, whether it says inscribing or placeholder, or it's the actual MBEL where it says Bellscription and the number, all of these will have an MBEL. Um, as I mentioned before, um, the inscription service uh, has received the list to inscribe and send the remaining to the vault. Once he is awake, he will send them. And then as Adam says, then once it's in the mempool on Bell's coin, uh, it's up to Bell's coin, I guess, or the miners, I guess, in, in theory, to determine when that is actually sent and received. But then once it's received, you can go ahead and hit refresh on the vault and it'll auto populate all of the metadata not the traits but once it'll show you the image and it'll say bell scription number blah 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 and then once that's all done and revealed we will um, get the traits from viva we'll pair them with the inscription ids and boom you'll have some traits and you can go sort by uh, jet ski and uh, jamaica what was it Jama jamaican hair or jamaican hat and uh, find all of the I didn't Super see any of the Jamaican, man. I didn't see that one. That's Did how you rare it is. It's one of the rarest. I didn't see any, dude. Go pull back up that open sea page. Let's let's <laughs> look for a Jamaican dude. I don't see any Jamaican dude. Was so it, was it dreadlocks? They're hiding at the moment, man. I, 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 think I, I did see one. the rocket pack backs. I saw those. And I saw the Superman, obviously. Yeah, uh, see, there's the rocket one. Yeah. I saw the Superman with the uh, VRs that are flaming. Oh, so far. <laughs> Thank. Is it so? Is the Jamaican the uh, green, yellow, and red? Is it the, the head? Yeah, band? yeah. He's got the best on. Yeah. Yeah. And the head thing as well. I can see one as well with red eyes. Yeah. Laser eyes. Laser eyes are always. Um, I, I honestly, I like the superhero uh, outfit, is my favorite. They're like little mini me. Yeah. The Cyclops as well is one of my favorite ones. Oh, that is a good punk Cyclops. You know, it's funny too, right? As we we're talking about Billy Marcus and his original vision for for Bell's Coin, it was originally modeled after Animal Crossing. I used to be a big Animal Crossing person when I was younger. I know a lot of people were. And the original vision of Bell's Coin was a decentralized blockchain for decentralized assets for Animal Crossing. And so these are little characters essentially. Or Animal Crossing. So maybe we need to go to Animal Crossing and say, win NFTs. <laughs> so that we can import these into, right? Because because these are in vaults, it'll be probably much easier for Animal Crossing. And most of these games are just adding support for ERC-721 
So in theory, you could take these if, if Animal Crossing added ERC721 support, even as them being native Bell's coin assets. That's that's a cool part. Yeah, a little bit of the just so everybody knows, when you hear Nook, if if you know we're talking about inscribing Nook, so that's the first Bell 20 on on the Bell's blockchain. That's like and BRC20 on Bell's like BRC20. It's the Bell 20s. And so we were try as a community. Uh, we were trying to figure out, well, what do we want to use rather than sats? What's going to be the smallest unit of Bell, the native token, right? So what's going to be the smallest unit? Because we don't want to use sats. That's boring, right? Um, so Nook was put out there as the first kind of name. And we actually had voting within the community to figure out like which one the community wanted. So Nook was the first one that was proposed. And Nook... Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, but Nook is the first dude you come into and deal with in Animal Crossing. Nook is like this raccoon that I don't know, whatever, you buy a house from. Is that right, Jake? Something like that. Something in Animal, like that. In Animal Crossing. And so his name's Nook. And so that was proposed. I had proposed Billy's because I thought that had a nice like Bill's money and Billy Marcus, you know, an ode to Billy Marcus. But also Dings, which Dings was actually a great name. I thought Dings was a really good name, too. But we went through this process and actually settled on Nook. Nook was by far the uh, the winner in that that kind of like uh, voting mechanism that we did in in the Discord. So that's how we came on Nooks, and that's why Nook is the smallest uh, portion of a bell. There you go. Nook, Nook, Nook. I think it's they're about thirty percent minted out, um, but it needs what is like a hundred million transactions. Hundred million mints to mint out. So that's what's being minted right now. Obviously, max minting going on. We are max minting like the Saudis. <laughs> well, you know, we could wrap this up. I know it's Friday. We came in. If anyone has any uh, questions, please uh, come on stage or you can just comment down below. Or if you're watching on the live stream, comment there. We'll hang around for a few more minutes. But if there is no other questions, you know, you can just come into the Emblem Discord or go into the Bells Discord to really explore what's going on there. Again, um, to review and recap everything, um, that has happened. The first 3,000 assets were delivered. Um, on the Emblem side, that was the full automation. Because of the insane amount of demand, there was some sort of disconfiguration between our automation and the inscription. Because basically how the whole process worked was like, you come in, the user pays in ETH, the vault is minted, we then ping the Bellscription API, which then inscribes the asset and sends it to the vault. So there was some disconfiguration between that process. So we had to overnight, uh, Shannon, our founder and developer, had to basically manually review and make sure that all the information is right. So now he provided that information to Graham Bells, who runs the, the Bellscription uh, platform. Once he's up, he's going to inscribe all of them, send them to the vault. Um, then all you got to do is hit refresh and everything will repopulate. Once that is done, uh, we're going to pair the traits to the inscription IDs, and then you will get traits underneath all of them, just as you see with every other PFP collection on OpenSea. Um, and so from there, what what's the quote-unquote utility? What's the roadmap? Viva said he potentially has some plans with, with his comics and his artists. Make sure you also give Viva a follow if you're listening here. He's the artist behind it, but just also just an awesome person. He's got a lot of great art, one of the, the great people in the Pepe and Stamps community from the emblem side Embells will be on the frontier of cross-chain exploration as we 
deploy on Bitcoin ordinals in the beginning of quarter two, as we then deploy on Solana. And Bells will be the first one through the door there to really go explore the frontier, just as humans like to do. We're, we're explorers, you know, at our heart. And that's what we're doing here. We're taking I love, I love dude, just going to the Emblem Discord right now. It's so awesome, bro. It's like, fuck, I just, I bought for 0. 0.03. I'm getting wrecked. It's like, <laughs> bro, what are you? <laughs> All the people yesterday who were like, I can't mint. This is bullshit. You know, and it's like, okay, well, this is what it was costing to mint yesterday. This is fucking, we're getting dumped on. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what that tells me is that it all comes down to the experience, right? Yeah. Everyone wants, everyone wants that experience that mint. they want to feel. It's the they feeling want- of getting in early. I think that's what it comes down to. It's I, humans just want that. I don't know why. It's just, we always want to feel like we're the first ones there. Dude, I'm, and I'm telling you, the people who are like, God, I'm, I fucking, I dumped it at whatever. I don't even know what it is. I'm, I'm, it's streaming in right now. 0.22. I had to dump at point. I bought at 0.03, and now I'm dumping it at 0.022, taking a huge haircut. And then you know it's going to fucking happen. It goes up to like 0.1. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> people are just, people the are awesome. I love it. Gen lifestyle. I don't know how. Honestly, I don't know how people do it, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I did. I did it for a while, man. But being on the building side, I have to say, it is definitely stressful in its own ways. But um, not having to to trade charts all day. Right. I've been here. Chris and I. We've been here since 2016. Did the whole leverage thing. Did the whole ICO stuff and all of that, man. But building just has a different type of of love. It's not near. It's stressful in its own ways, but. You don't have to play the, you know, the chat games of been trying to induce FOMO and right, trying to, to find these little edges and stuff. It is it is quite painful. Uh, what's up, Crypto King? Yeah, no, no. I just want to uh, send uh, again another shout out to Viva and all y'all for doing a great experience. And right now, what I'm noticing is people are sniping, and and I think once you get the full reveal, then you'll start to see the more flow. You know. Uh, per each individual one because right now like i'm just looking for superheroes i'm looking for things like that you know like but yeah no great experience uh great information uh i look forward to joining the emblem discord as well and just wanted to say you know this is you know a, a lot of movements happen because of culture and culture happens because of a certain experience that kicks off something that you're like well, this is not like it was over there, and I like the way it is over here. And so, uh, small things usually spark, you know, cultural movements. So, yeah, I like this. I like the uh, art. I like everything about it. So, yeah, big congrats to y'all, and thanks for holding the space today. Yeah, man, <laughs> really, really do appreciate that. Yeah, emblem experiences. Um, it's something Adam. So, just like we said on the call today, it's something we might have to lean into even more. Cross chain experiences, man. Scavenger hunts and different things like that. You know, it's like, it's like, um, and I'm not telling you what to do. Don't buy, don't sell on my, like, whatever. I have no idea what's happening with price or not, right? But sometimes things are obvious in hindsight, right? And it's like, oh, cross-chain NFTs are obvious in hindsight. I'm not saying they're going to be, but I believe they will be, you know? And I believe everything's going to be cross-chain and multiple chain. I mean, how can you not think we're in a multi-chain world? And for the f- <laughs> very first uh, mint that goes cross chain. Does that have any value? Nah, it's stupid. Never <laughs> makes sense, right? This is all stupid. This is all dumb, or maybe it's not dumb. 
Maybe it's fucking genius. I don't know. We'll see. What's up, Chris? Yeah, man. I mean, just to piggyback off of what Adam was saying, you know, everybody talks about this mythical future where the blockchains are invisible on the back end and you're just interacting with the chains or with the assets on the front end and nobody actually knows where the native asset is actually stored. This is the first collection to really demonstrate that reality. That's and right. so what does that mean? What does that hold in value in the future? That's to be told, but everyone believes that that's the future. And this is the first mint that actually exemplified that. So super cool, amazing experience and just hats off. Super excited about it. Sending it. Uh, Sunday Alpha, just welcome John C. Did you have a, a question or any comments on the conversation? What is up, guys? So happy to see you all in spaces again. And um, it's awesome. Uh, it's funny. I'm actually in the Alpha Town Discord, and a lot of us are listening in, and people are commenting, and they're saying, what the hell are these guys talking about? It's, <laughs> it's so high level, and we're trying to keep, we're trying to catch up, and people are saying, like, hey, I'm confused. It's making me bullish. Like, what am I supposed to be? <laughs> are we dying? Are we selling here, guys? Like, what's, what's going on, right? So I get the I get the DJ lifestyle you're talking about and how it could definitely be a little frustrating and also humorous uh, from a founder's point and a builder's point, you know? And um, I think overall, it all sounds very exciting, right? But please, please don't forget. Oh, you cut out there, man. No, that's somebody's calling so, me. Um, but uh, my question was, is is this in a Bitcoin ordinal inscription wrapped inside of it, or will it become an inscription once you migrate it to Bitcoin? That's one thing I All don't right. understand. Let me give you the let me give you the 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 very basic view of what this is. So there's a blockchain called Bell's blockchain that has Bell's, coin. Bell's coin. Bell's coin. I call it Bell's blockchain. It's my invention. Uh, so the Bell's chain has uh, inscriptions just like ordinals do, right? And this is a chain that Billy Marcus, who was the founder of Doge, did like a week before Dogecoin. And so it's called Bell's. And we did the inscription on Bell's, but those inscriptions live inside an emblem vault, which is on Ethereum. And so that's what you're buying. You're buying the inscription which lives inside of an emblem vault on ethereum so does that make sense it's you know when you throw in the bells coin i think it throws some people off because yeah. you know it's, it's a different chain yeah, and we're gonna use bells. Yeah, totally, man. um no but but I, I think it does make sense and i uh once again i appreciate your guys's presence which is lacking so often in projects is a, is a certain consistent presence that really reassures people that things are happening and things like that. So I guess my question is, I understand we're not going to see any major developments until quarter two sometime during then. Um, can we expect a certain level of uh, reminders of what's happening throughout the journey of this project and the development of Emblem Vault? Yeah, absolutely. So Adam and I actually host uh, we host spaces every Tuesday through Thursday. So we're here pretty much every day, um, Tuesday through Thursday, 1130 AM Eastern time. We talk with different communities. Um, up until this point, we've been doing a Bell's coin space, maybe once every three weeks, maybe once a month. We've done a few of them already. So we will continue to do this. We, I'm telling you, we're here every day. Um, Emblem Vault at a little bit of a higher level, um, is curators of about 50 different collections at this point, and that's only going to continue to expand. 
And we're putting Embells in front as the priority as Emblem explores um, what front what the frontier of innovative technologies can be. Um, so yes, it will be it's being treated as a Emblem collection. Um, there's no roadmap for it because Emblem Vault at the end of the day is a cross-chain tool and infrastructure, and we have a lot of ideas. And um, you may miss the, the beginning of it, but in terms of like incentives and rewards and tokenomics and stuff, um, we have plans for the entire Emblem ecosystem to create a tokenomic structure. And we want to pencil in and fold in Embels into this in some capacity. Um, it, it's still largely underexplored what that is. But yes, we will be here. We're here three times a week taking spaces. Adam and I basically live in the Discord. Chris is also there as well. Um, and also Shannon, who's the founder of Emblem, just joined the stage. Uh, so Shannon, do you have any uh, any comments on on Embels or at least through the entire experience? Um, well, first of all, I just wanted to um, uh, address the previous question. The uh, speaker that was just on stage and asked, I think um, I saw sort of the disconnect that he was trying to describe. Um, and to answer that question about what happens when we um, migrate or deploy to Bitcoin, um, all what what, will, what, will, what that means is that there will we will now be able to create containers on that are inscriptions, and the um, the imbel can now live inside of that container on the Bitcoin blockchain. So as we migrate, we're going to migrate vaults, right? So vaults will move from chain to chain, and then the contents within those vaults will move along with them. So. Um, Hopefully that clears up the confusion. Yeah, um, no, it, it does. I need to do more reading and I'm, you guys, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a DJ and I have a bunch of these, you know, you're, you're stuck with me now. It's, it's, it's a golden <laughs> hand. Yeah. I'll be here every. Oh, there is no Lambo and there is no moon. We're just letting you know. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding around. I'm just kidding around. Um, no, but it's interesting and it's fun to be on the cutting edge. And I think that's what you guys are trying to do. Um, uh, I'm getting I'm getting off track here. My my other question was, if I understood correctly, I'm, I was listening to the other space before I came up here, but a lot of the Embell uh, Emblem Vault infrastructure is looking to solve the problem of these long transactions you guys were talking about on Bitcoin before. Is, is that right? Am I understanding that right? Uh, to, to it, Yeah, to, to a degree. I'll just say yes for the simplicity of it so we can continue on. Well, guys, thanks a lot. Really appreciate um, being up here, and I think you all are really cool. And uh, yeah. I'm going to the, to the moon. Let's go. Why Lambo? Yeah, we're, Adam and I, we do educational um you know, there's, if you go to the Emblem Vault YouTube page, you'll see probably 50 different tutorials on there, which maybe will help put a, a lot or frame it into a solid perspective. The way that I describe Emblem Vault is um, this, this way. If you think about blockchains as countries, right, or cities, and you think of L2s kind of, or you think of blockchains as countries and think of L2s and sidechains as cities, the assets that exist, right? You have cryptocurrencies, which are, which would be, which would mimic fiat currencies in this example, and then you have NFTs that would that would um, be a metaphor or an example of all the non fungible things that exist in the world, right? Like, 
I'm sitting here on my screen. There's a, a microphone. I have a laptop and a phone, et cetera. But if I move to a different country, right, or if I want to go to a different blockchain, then I'm going to have to transport this somehow. And so Emblem Vault is essentially like a package that let, allows you to store anything inside of this. You can store a cryptocurrency or an NFT from any blockchain. And then you take this package to another blockchain. So essentially what we did here is we took assets from Bells from, from the Bells coin, put it in a package, and then sent it to Ethereum to where that is today, right? And so then a user, as they own that package, can open it and take the asset back to its original country or its original blockchain. And then, hey, if they go there and they say, hey, this experience sucks, at any point in time, they could go repackage it again and come right back to Ethereum. If that makes sense, I hope that puts a little bit into perspective. I know there's a lot of ways to describe it, but essentially it's a wrap and a bridge kind of wrapped into one, um, no pun intended on that one. On, on the live stream, uh, Aiden says, bro is going to zero, do something. <laughs> and then he called us NPCs, uh, right? Just sitting here mindlessly talking. <laughs> On that note, on that note uh, Sunday, I appreciate you for coming on. Uh, I know a lot of people get confused by this. Please, if anyone has any questions, just literally DM me, DM Adam, DM Chris, DM Shannon, DM the Emblem account, hop in the Discord. We're happy to explain it. I do this every day. Um, we're here every day. Again, we host this show Tuesday through Thursday. We did a Friday special show today. Um, where we come in and we talk with all of the communities that we support. We talk about inscription ecosystems. We talk about cross-chain technologies, multi-chain collecting, et cetera. We're here. We're not going anywhere. Embells is the on the frontier of cutting-edge cross-chain technology. Everyone, please make sure that you follow the Emblem account. That is the best way to stay in touch with everybody. Of course, you want to follow myself, Adam, and Chris, and Shannon, right? We're here. Make sure you follow Viva La Vandal as well, who's the artist on this awesome project. I appreciate everyone who participated in this insane mint. It was really, really cool to see Emblem come out swinging after six months of really heads down building. So we're here. We're living. I know it's Friday, so I want everyone to enjoy their Friday afternoon or night or wherever you're from. We'll be back with this show Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And until then, you can talk to us on Discord or Twitter and enjoy your Friday, guys. Bye.